Back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's your favorite host for the most. Sam the Bomb. It is June 11th, and I am recording this super late. Um, I I had a day today, and I'm gonna tell you that right now. Oh my god. And by the way, um, want to give a shout out to um one of our patrons. I don't know their real name, so I'll just go by their Discord name, but DN. Zero zero eight. They've been a patron for a while, and right now, with some other people, they are running FujoCon, and you had to pre-register. It's free, but like you had to like pre-register, and I just gotta give a shout out because like I should have like shouted it out like last week so people could have had a chance to register and go because it's so much fun. Unfortunately, I missed a lot of the panels today um, because of some other issues I had today, but. I mean, even just hanging out in the, the Discord, um, the, the FujoCon 2021 Discord is really fun. All kinds of conversations, having fun, and people playing Among Us right now. Um, the the panels are done for today, obviously, because, again, I'm recording this super late. But, like, they're doing it between, like, um, between uh, Zoom and Twitch. And most of it's on, on Zoom. But uh, they're doing cosplay contests. They have extra channels in there for Spanish-speaking, German-speaking, Korean-speaking people, Portuguese, and even a Japanese channel, which I thought was really cool because I'm trying to, like, as I'm learning Japanese, you know, I'm trying to read what a lot of people are saying, and it's super cool. A lot of people are practicing in there. It's super fun. A lot of people are sharing their collections, talking about manga, talking about live-action queer shows, Super fun. So, I mean, I hope to do some more talking about this, like a con report soon after I watch some uh, panels tomorrow. Or, well, not tomorrow, but like, you know, today as you're listening to this. But, you know, if you guys want to know more about it, I would just go to FujoCon website. Um, obviously, if, if you uh, haven't registered, then you can't, you know, do any of the stuff. But, like, I think down the line, like way later. They're probably going to, like, upload some things to, like, the YouTube, maybe a YouTube channel or something. I don't, I got to look more into it. But I would love to do a con report on it. Let me know if you want to hear that. Um, anyway, so shout out to FujoCon going on right now. Really cool. I don't have a lot of non-anime news, but I do have a lot of anime news. It's going to be kind of a shorter newscast today. But the, the reason why, okay, is because there wasn't a lot of movie news. You know, lot, not like a lot of stuff that I have already been saying, and a lot of the game news now is like just stuff getting hyped for E3 and stuff like that. And um, there are people like dropping trailers ahead of time, ahead of E3, to you know, like teasers, you know, to get more hype for it <clears throat> and things like that. So we'll mention a few of those things. But other than that, yeah, let's just do how we do, okay? Xbox Game Pass changes ahead, full Xbox integration into TVs, and the future of gaming. Microsoft leadership, including Phil Spencer, made a strong pivot towards the last half of the Xbox One generation, bringing the Xbox name back into the realm of gaming and Team Green's original vision. 
Uh, real change takes time, but Spencer and the crew have been upfront and detailed every step of the way. And with E3 2021 on the horizon, the leadership is going to give a preview of the year ahead. Um, they're talking about things like full-scale TV integration, meaning... So, like, you can uh, go to their YouTube and watch, like, what they're talking about. And I'm sure they're going to give more details during E3. But, like, you know how we have smart TVs now? Imagine that, but there's a fucking Xbox in your TV. Like, imagine... And I don't even know how, if they're going to do that with discs or not. I mean, I imagine they could, just like those DVD TVs that they used to make back in the day. But, like, that's, I mean, that's a great idea. Like, that's, that's, it takes up less space. You already have a smart TV, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's, that's wild, and that's a great idea, honestly. Um, with things like the Switch, I don't think it matters too much, right? Because the Switch is portable you can take it anywhere it's not like the console itself is the dock the console itself is the you know the tablet so or in the lights case you know it's just a portable console so to me even the og switch is pretty portable as it is you can just you know take the dock and move it it's a it's a light piece of hardware you know what i mean and i mean you could you can even keep it hidden away the dock you know what i mean it's not that important to be out front like a ps5 or an xbox one you know um with being a fully integrated like imagine i'm just imagining this right like i would love a switch that was like that you know what i mean just because like, i don't play xbox and ps that much anymore but like i i already use my like my my tv monitor or my monitor for my computer is a tv you know what i mean so it's like that's just super cool i mean that's just Man, I don't know. That's that's crazy. I, I give props. I mean, I don't know why people didn't think about that before. Maybe people have been thinking about it for a long time, and this is Xbox is just closer to it. Microsoft is closer. But that's pretty crazy, and hopefully we'll hear more details when E3 rolls around. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Uh, this is the expansion. Sega finally brought Fantasy Star Online 2 westward in 2020, thanks to a partnership with Microsoft. Um... Today, Sega launched Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis, a massive addition to PSO2. It's not just a traditional expansion to the 2012 game. It's an entirely new experience. So, yeah, that's pretty sweet. I have not played this. Isn't it free to play right now? It's free, isn't it? I should try playing it. I have Windows, right? So, like, it's free, right? Isn't it free? Can I get it on the like, Just do it on Steam? Yeah, free to play online. I don't know, man. Maybe I should try playing this. And I can just play it with New Genesis, like, right off the bat. I mean, that's pretty cool. We got some trailers, and I think there's going to be more details coming out during E3 on what that's about. Speaking of expansions to free stuff, um, Midsummer Island Adventure, which is Genshin Impact's 1.6 update, and it's a big one. It's a biggie. It's a biggin'. There's uh, Event Rewards. Um, I think a new character... Uh, first playable character from the Inazuma Nation, the silver-haired swordsman, Kaidehara Kazuha. Really cool. This is like a samurai fucking with a glowing katana sword thing. Looks very dope. Genshin Impact, I heard, is super addicting. I also kind of want to try that, too. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is now out for the PlayStation 5, and I was kind of confused on 
how the Intergrade worked. So I thought Intergrade was just like one thing, and then you like get it and you play Yuffie and all that stuff. Um, no, <laughs> I was completely wrong. Um, Final Fantasy Intergrade is like a free upgrade with like better graphics and stuff like that for the PS4 and PS5, but to play the Yuffie part, which is called Intermission, it's only on PS5. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, here's what I'll say, too, that it's really crazy. I never expected the PS5 to come out as quick as it did. I feel like I remember hearing the announcement, like, in 2019, right? They were talking about, like, oh, yeah, we're probably thinking end of 2020 is when it's going to come out. And I was like, oh, man, that's actually not that far away. Like, I didn't think it was already coming, you know? And it also might just seem that way to me because I got the PS4 really late, um, which I still love my PS4. Um, but, yeah, dude, like, and then we got it, and then the pandemic happens. So we're like, oh, shit, is it still coming out? Is it still coming out? And it's wild. And I think, yeah, it got delayed, I think, right? Didn't it get delayed to, like, beginning of 2021? I don't know. But one of our mods just copped a PS5, and he was like, he was like, hell, yeah, I got it. Um, so yeah, it's wild. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm I'm hearing so many complaints on Final Fantasy VII Remake, and a lot of the complaints are are valid, I think. And I think the best thing to say about it is, having not played it yet, I would say that if you're a Final Fantasy VII fan, then just fucking play it. Just buy it and play it. You know, I don't, I don't. I guess I don't have an opinion one way or the other. But I assume that any Final Fantasy VII fan would love it, right? So, which there are a lot of. That's why it's fucking the popular one netflix is dude okay by the way i have a lot of netflix news there's so much netflix news like in here in this section and in the anime section of my newscast but netflix's splinter cell tv series revealed from the creator of john wick man splinter cell was a cool was a cool game and uh you know tom clancy i'm not really a fan of who he is as a person um I mean, but, like, you got to give credit where credit's due. He knows how to write a story. He knows how to write characters. And Splinter Cell was pretty cool. So I think Splinter Cell was kind of like the, I guess you could say, the North American answer to Metal Gear, which I'll say Metal Gear is better. I think anyone can agree that Metal Gear is better. But Splinter Cell was still pretty cool. It was a really cool game on the PlayStation. But, yeah, um... Magic the Gathering's universes beyond expands into the upside down with a Stranger Things secret layer. So yeah, there's been a lot of these like Magic the Gathering collabs with like D and D and Godzilla and um, Forgotten Realms, and Netflix is also partnering with Hyra Studio or to do Stranger Things on Smite. There's gonna be like that Netflix anime of Magic, and I gotta tell you, man. I'll, I'll bring Magic the Gathering news if y'all want me to. I just don't. From what it seems like from my friends, my close, my my card game group, I'll call them. They when they got really into Magic is when like I kind of stopped kind of hanging out with them so much because like that's what they were playing and I didn't want to play it. And I still play Pokemon with them sometimes for funsies or whatever. But like even they are kind of moving away from Magic just because of. I don't know, man. I should do a whole, like, I should do a whole podcast on how Wizards of the Coast sucks now because they really just do suck. Like, I don't know. Some of the stuff they're doing is just 
Cockapoopoopipishire, and in, in my opinion, and I I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, I I think for any Magic fan, I mean, they'll, they'll love these collabs, you know, because a lot of Magic players are D and D players, a lot of D and D players are Magic players, so yeah. Um, let's see. Hold on. I'm moving that to the animated. Hold on. <laughs> Netflix is the Witcher season two trailer. Um, yeah, dude, it's pretty cool. There's new, there's like a bunch of set photos that came out the other day and season two to little teaser with, uh, Siri, um, following the events of the first series. Um, I heard it was pretty cool. I got to watch it. Netflix Cuphead TV series confirms Wayne Brady as King Dice. So fucking cool, man. Like, I'm so excited about the Cuphead series. And I don't know. I hope there we were talking. People were talking about, like, how they were going to do it if this is supposed to be, like, an animated show. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be an animated show, obviously. And a lot of people are wondering, like, are they going to animate it like how the game was animated? And obviously we would all love that. But it's just... It's so crazy, man. Um, executive producer C.J. Kettler um, previously mentioned that the team is looking to give the Cuphead universe something new and fresh for the game's main characters while staying true to the stylization and progression that so many fell in love with. The character-driven comedy follows the unique misadventures of Impulsive Cuphead and his cautious but easily swayed brother Mugman. Um, what Netflix had to say first had to say in the reel back in 2019 through their many misadventures across their surreal home of the Inkwell Isles, they've always got each other's backs. And Rocco's Modern Life's Cosmo Segerson, Segerson is also on board as co-executive producer, rounding out a pretty passionate team for the latest project in the Cuphead verse. Um, it's always universe for this verse that I don't know. I don't know what they mean by that. I don't know if it's going to be like an adaptation of the game, which is technically that 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 story is called don't deal with the devil. Um, I assume that because they're casting King dice that it probably is. Um, and for those of you who don't know who King dice is in the game, there's, I won't say where, but like there's, there's a portion of the game where you fight a boss and he rolls dice and it brings you to these mini bosses or whatever. And the person who's rolling the dice is this dude named King dice and honestly, Wayne Brady, like, that's just, that's just dope. Okay, here's more Netflix news. Netflix's League of Legends TV series, Arcane, drops new trailer with Jinx front and center. Um, but yeah, there you go. I, for League of Legends fans, uh, I'm not a big fan of League of Legends, but I know a lot of people are. So that's legit. Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Orders, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X, X upgrade is out now. With over a dozen E3-related live streams hitting in the next few days, all eyes are on new announcements. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order just received a surprise launch on the PS5 and Xbox Series X and has been updated to take advantage of these powerful machines. So yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, if you already purchased Fallen Order for Xbox One or PS4, you'll receive the cross-gen upgrade for free and can download it right now. You'll also be able to carry your save over from the previous gen. Yeah, I mean, that's the way to do it. That's legit. Um, Xbox Bethesda E3 2021 showcase details revealed. Um, people were talking about 
343 Industries showing up and doing some shit. Uh, the acquisition of ZeniMax, Bethesda's parent company. Um, oh, actually, they're not really saying a lot, but it will run about 90 minutes. It will include game, Xbox Game Pass information, which we already talked about earlier, kind of. New titles uh, that are coming in the holidays and something about 343 Industries being there, so that's legit. Um, let's see. Taito reveals the Egret 2 mini console. Yeah, so like it's kind of like the kind of like the um the little mini arcade for Neo Geo. It's like a little it sits on your table and it looks like a little a little arcade cabinet with a joystick and six buttons. Um this is the same thing but it's for Taito and it's called the Egret 2 mini. Um Taito, for those of you who don't know Taito, you'll probably recognize who Taito is when I say all these titles. But the titles in this will include Space Invaders, Lunar Rescue, Quicks, Elevator Action, Crack and Pop, or no, sorry, Chack and Pop, Bubble Bobble, Rastan Saga, Rainbow Island Extra, The New Zealand Story, Don Doko Don, Violence Fight, Kadash, Liquid Kids, Metal Black, Kaiser Knuckle, Strike Bowling, Arkanoid, Plump Pop, Savalian, Camel Tree, and Arkanoid Returns. And it'll be about 170 bucks. Um, it'll come with a USB cable, an HDMI cable, an instruction panel, panel and then user manual and um um can be switched from horizontal to vertical which is amazing because obviously with shooter games you know uh some people like them turn the screen turned 90 degrees um stick that goes in four or eight directions sd card slot to add additional games and a trackball the console will include 40 games at launch and 10 more titles at an additional cost. So, yeah, there you go. It's basically just like an emu machine for Taito stuff, too. So, that's pretty sweet. Um, can't wait to see when people mod the shit out of these and just mod them for every kind of arcade game, though. That'll be hilarious. Um, we'll put that at the end. Uh, new back for Blood Tease's new boss and open beta news. Um, the upcoming beta, there will be an open beta following an early access period. That begins on august 5th and will run till august 9th the open beta is coming just a few days later on august 12th through august 16th for those hoping to get in on the early access period you can register here and there's like a little link um hold on let me click that link for you guys really quick oh basically just backforblood.com slash en dash us slash beta and then you can register um so yeah, there you go. That's pretty cool. We talked about that last week. It's kind of like the spiritual spiritual successor to Left for Dead. We got a Tales of Arise trailer um, that is coming uh, for when is it? What's what system is it coming for? Oh, PS Five, Xbox Series, PS Four, Xbox One, and PC, and that is coming September tenth. Yeah, Tales games still going hard, man. Tales games are sick. So. Um, Evil Dead The Game gameplay reveal for the PS5 and PS4 narrated by actor Bruce Campbell. The trailer revealed a few tidbits about player objectives which include collecting pages from the Necromonicon, lost tapes, and other lost artifacts. Yeah, this looks pretty sweet. I'm excited for this. Um, Evil Dead is just a really cool kind of series. And, you know, I'm glad that Bruce Campbell um, is going to be a part of it. I mean... That's amazing. Uh, Coke Media shows off Gungrave, Gore, 
Painkiller and Slate of New IPs. Um, a working title for this game is called The Chant, which is coming out on everything except the Switch. Crossfire Legion, which is a real-time strategy spin-off of the popular Crossfire series. Dolmen, uh, Echoes of the End, which is like, it looks like a, a RPG. And then we have Gungrave uh, Gore, or Gungrave G-O-R-E, which if you've ever played a Gungrave game before, it's pretty much just like, um, it's like action-adventure. It's like uh, Devil May Cry, except not really any sword kind of shit. It's more just gun shit, and it's really cool. Um, there's also an anime. There's, I'm pretty sure there's an anime for it. For not this one, but the the one that was like on PS2 or whatever. But yeah. Uh, the Anacrusis looks like a sci-fi version of Left 4 Dead. Yeah, it's actually what it looks like. Um, this is like a horde mode first-person shooter game. Some people described it as Dead Space meets Left 4 Dead. And that's actually what it looks like, and it looks pretty cool. So... Yeah, the Anacrusis. Look that up. It's super sick. And I think we're getting more details during E3. Uh, Hideo Kojima announces Death Stranding Director's Cut. Talks next game. Um, I don't know if he's going to be at E3 or say anything at E3 or not or whatever. But apparently there's a Director's Cut for Death Stranding coming out in the PlayStation 5. Um, and then I guess later he is going to be talking about... Um, a new project, which he didn't have much to say, but say, but said it would be different. It won't be one step at a time, he said. Adding that the next project would be a drastic change while also retaining elements of actual society into the game to get players thinking. And then he said, with this speed of change, I need to really consider which prediction I make and which ways I introduce ideas to the player, Kojima said. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is a new Borderlands-style fantasy shooter. Um, in this game, players explore a fantasy-based world brought to life by the unpredictable Tiny Tina. The 13-year-old not only makes the rules, but also changes the world on the fly as she guides players through the wild adventure. Players can create and customize their own multi-class heroes as they fight their way through dungeons, battling monsters with a combination of Borderlands-style weaponry and traditional fantasy weapons like swords. Um, yes, I think it's, it's supposed to be kind of like, um... It's like um, like Gauntlet Legends, kind of. I think, in a way, like that. So, I don't know, but it looks it looks kind of cute actually. Tiny Teen is really cool. Um, so there's this new. There was so people are, of course like, there are some news websites that talk about Pokemon card game news where they're talking about like, check out the new set and it's the English set, you know, or whatever. And meanwhile, while that's happening, everybody's looking at Japanese updates in what we're getting in the future. And um, some of my friends brought up this new thing called the V union. And apparently they're coming. Well, in Japan, they're coming out in three pre-made decks, but basically a V union is four Pokemon cards that you play to make one big card. And this is not the first time they've done something like this. There, When I was playing professionally, or not professionally, but competitively, there was a, a type of Pokemon card called Legend Cards, where it was um, two Pokemon cards that you put horizontal to make one bigger card. So there was like Lugia Legend, there was Ho-Oh Legend, there was Palkia and, Di Palkia and Dialga Legend, where there was like two of them on one card. 
so the three they revealed so far was a Mewtwo, a Greninja, and Zacian, the sword, Pokemon sword mascot. Um, I couldn't read too well what they did. Um, I'm still learning Japanese, so I couldn't I couldn't make it out too good. But I I could read I could read one of the Greninja attacks. Um, I could read one of the Mewtwo attacks, kind of. Honestly, this is kind of what I feel like some of my friends who play Pokemon professionally have been saying in the past few years is how it's getting a little bit power creepy. And instead of like, instead of inspiring like new mechanics with like, like, like updating older mechanics that people loved, they're just trying to do new ones every time and make it bigger and better. And I think with expanded format, it's like it's like they're making cards with expanded format in mind. And for those of you who don't know, there's two formats of Pokemon. There's expanded and there's standard. Standard is you can only play from this set to the newest set. You know, it's like it rotates out. It's like magic standard. Um, and then expanded is black and white every set from black and white forward and black and the first black and white set came out 2000. I don't know, whatever shortly right after the fucking video game came out. So that's gen five, right? Gen five. And it's just, it's, it's kind of like it's getting power creepy, right? Because like, if you look at these four cards, obviously the whole idea is you need to get all four cards to play them. Um, just like the legend cards, the legend cards were, you had to have both halves, to play them. And so if it's that hard to play the card, obviously the payoff is going to be huge. Like I can already see like this attack. I don't even need to read what it does because it doesn't do anything. It's just, uh, three psychic energies and one colorless energy and it does 300 damage that, that literally takes out any, any, not any, but most V max Pokemon like, like a Snorlax VMAX is 340 HP. And that's a Snorlax, okay? Most Snorlax cards are high in HP anyway. You know, so there's ways to hit it for 40 before you attack and then clock, you know what I mean? You're done. You're you're Dunions. Um most VMAX cards um are 300 there's I'm um, 320, 310. There's a Leafeon that's 310. There's a Sylveon VMAX that's 310. You know, the Jolteon VMAX is 300 by itself. You know, doing 300 damage for no, you know, and, and the, v, the the V Union card itself is 310 HP. So, I don't know. It's 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 really weird. It's, it's kind of weird. I, I really wish that they would just, I don't know, maybe just tone it down a notch. It's just, it's really weird. I like the way it looks. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's pretty cool. Like, the Mewtwo one looks really cool. Um, you know, the four corners, you put them together and whatever. I think they all look pretty sweet. Um, but I don't know. It's just kind of goofy. Um, Metal Slug Tactics, dude. Dotemu. Fucking, okay. Dotemu, that is the game company to pay attention to, honestly. They're fucking crazy. They're fucking amazing. They're bringing back a classic with Metal Slug Tactics it's that's literally what it is it's metal slug but it's a tactical rpg and the sprites look amazing 
all the bells and whistles and explosions that Metal Slug brings. That's super amazing. Super dope. So yeah, you can watch the trailer on YouTube right now. All right, and here's a big piece of non-anime news. EA hacked stolen data and source code being sold online. Earlier this year, CD Projekt Red fell victim to a massive data breach that resulted in source code being sold and other information being pandered. While some in the gaming community made jokes about this, following the release of Cyberpunk 2077, many failed to understand another dangerous side of this type of hack, employees' personal information. So... While I do think it's funny that it happened to EA because EA sucks, that is also really scary. Um, and getting your personal information stolen and put online is is always scary, you know. And it, that's that sucks, you know. Um, so I hope, you know, I I hope that everyone turns out okay. You know, I I think it's one thing to release like video game source code and funny things like that, like whatever but i don't know maybe it's not that funny like i I know there's there's a certain morality to this kind of thing obviously because there's everyday work and people being affected here but i don't know ea is just such a shit company it's it's almost kind of you kind of wonder if they deserved it or not and so there's always that question in my mind of like is it okay to be okay with this or whatever you know and like being a podcast host whenever i talk about stuff like this it's like I don't want to like advocate for people being harmed, you know, like I'm a fucking, you know, like I have a responsibility not to say dumb shit like that. And obviously I don't want anybody to get harmed, but at the same time, on the other side of it, when you look at EA as a company, it's just like the things they've done, even just to their own employees, you know what I mean? It's just poopy. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. So, um, but yeah, that's all the non-anime news we have. Um, we'll take a small break right quick and I'll be right back. Boom, check that out for me. Okay, links.animesummit.net. You can find all the links right there. Where to listen, where to sub, where to rub, where to pub, and where to lub. Yes, because I love, I love you. Thank you. And, oh, patreon.com slash anime summit. Become a patron today. Give a Smokey his wings. He will fly to your house. And I'll make you breakfast. I think. We've asked. Normally, it's always Trisha who ends up making breakfast. But he helps. A little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I got a lot of uh, anime news here. Let's just jump into it. Uh, Peacock. So, like, Peacock, if you don't know what Peacock is, by the way. Which I didn't know. It's free. Peacock is NBC's streaming service. And, I mean, it's it's free up until a certain point. So, like, you can sign up for a free account, and there's a bunch of shows on there that they have the whole series. But there's also a bunch of shows on there where it's, like, you only get, like, the first two seasons. So you got to buy, like, the premium account or whatever. But they put a channel on there for Retro Crush. So uh, Digital Media Rights announced on Thursday that it has launched a free... 24-hour anime streaming channel for Retro Crush as part of NBC Universal's Peacock streaming service. Um, Peacock will also add the following anime to its streaming service, its own streaming service. Um, that's the story of Sayun Koku, The Twelve Kingdoms, Appleseed, Arcadia of My Youth, Blackjack the Movie, Hells, Jinro, Robot Carnival, which is great if you've never seen Robot Carnival, Dear Brother, Area 88, Sirius, Celestial Legend, Cromartie High School, 
Fushigi Yugi, along with the OVA, uh, GTO, New Getterobo, Flame of Rekka, which, oh my god, I haven't seen Flame of Rekka in a long time, uh, Kobato, Arcadia of My Youth, oh, they listed that twice, Endless Orbit SSX, Gaku in Heaven, Kaiba, Library War, Mazinger Edition Z, Voltas V, and Arlen Fairy. So yeah, check that out, dude. Uh, Retro Crush is amazing, by the way, if you've never used Retro Crush. Um, Naoki Urasawa launches drawing-themed YouTube channel with English subs. Manga creator Naoki Urasawa, who's done Master Keaton, 20th Century Boys, and Pluto, launched a YouTube channel in April focusing on drawing. In his debut video, he said that he started the channel to let inform to inform people about his current work, his life as a manga artist, and to share drawing tips. The videos are posted with English closed caption subs. His most recent video posted on Tuesday shows how to draw lines with a ruler and basic manga techniques and things like that. Pretty cool. Like, I mean, for any artist who's, I mean, just any artist in general would love that. Anybody who loves manga would probably even just love that. It's fucking amazing. I'm going to sub right now. Hold on a second. Let me click on this link right quick. Hold on, dude. Subscribe. Boom. He's already got 41, 41K subscribers, almost 42 point, uh, or 42K subscribers. Uh, Shuisha trademarks clothing patterns of three Demon Slayer characters. I don't know what that means. I mean, I guess that means you probably can't. I don't know. You probably have to buy it straight from them, or I don't, I don't even know. Uh, but basically, Tanjiro, Nezuko, and Zenitsu, um... Oh, okay, wait a second. Uh, Giyu, Tomioka, Shinobu Kocho, and Kyojuro Rengoku. The trademark was denied for the clothing patterns of Tanjiro, Nezuko, and Zenitsu. The trademark applies to diverse range of commodities, um, such as smartphone covers, video game software, clothing, and towels. Um, the Japan Patent Office filed the trademark for the three accepted patterns on June 3rd. The notice of rejection for the three others was issued on May, According to an intellectual property law expert consulted by Huffington Post, the reason for the rejections may have been the relative simplicity and ubiquity of the designs. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, Tanji, Tanjiro's is just a checker pattern. So it's the it's green and black checkers, you know. Uh, with Nezuko, that is a common Japanese pattern, uh, especially in, like, those, those boxes that they make, those wooden boxes. And if you look at Zenitsu's, it's just a yellow with white triangles. You know what I mean? So I mean that's probably why uh, they're pretty they're pretty simple. So yeah, uh, Castlevania. This is more Netflix news. Castlevania animated show gets spinoff featuring Richter Belmont. I fucking told y'all, I told y'all bitches that if they if they kept going with the series, it would be to cover another Belmont, and the the perfect way to go would be to cover Richter because Richter and Alucard work together. So like, it's like the next time Alucard wakes up, he wakes up, um, uh, along with, uh, Richter and stuff like that for like, I think it's called, uh, Akumajo Dracula is what it's called. I think, well, here in, here in America, I think we got it as Dracula X on Super Nintendo or something or Castlevania X. But yeah, that's pretty sick. We're actually, going to be covering that soon season four soon so kageki shoujo this anime is coming out uh this summer 
and the Matsuda sisters are twins who are also playing twin sisters in the anime. That's pretty funny, actually. Um, uh, it's based on a manga. I'm trying to find the premise. I can't really find it. Oh, um, like the Takara Zaka review, the young women go who go into the arts academy at Kageki High School play all the parts of a musical theater. Narada Ai is a jaded former idol performing female roles. Her roommate playing male roles is a bright-eyed country girl, Watanabe Sarasa, from the school to the stage to the rest of their lives. There is no challenge these young women can't face with their passionate performance. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a like a drama about this this review, and uh, yeah, uh, Sede again Sooki Spirit Chronicles, uh, July fifth. So this is some more summer hype for you. I think this is like an isekai, isn't it? Or is it just like your basic fantasy? I think it's like this is a one, isn't it? A one. I don't know, but they got the A1 face, it looks like, a little bit. They, they kind of look like they got the A1 face a little bit. Low-key, but high-key, but low-key, but high-key, but low-key, but high-key. Um, this is the one. Hold on, I'm trying to find the premise. Here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, I guess I can't find it. It's based on a, based on a light novel uh, of the same name. And uh, I think we talked about this one before. Oh, oh here we go. Orphan boy in the slums at seven years old, he realizes he's actually the reincarnation of Harato Amakawa, a Japanese university student with a tragic past. While still reeling from his shocking epiphany, Ryo also comes to learn that he possesses extremely potent magical abilities and uses his new powers to solve the kidnapping case of a little girl. Uh, there you go. Yeah, so he's a, it's a reincarnated isekai fantasy poopy poop. Uh, Peach Boy Riverside comes out this summer as well some more some more hype for you there's some characters with 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 big booby big booby big bob uh cetrian alderac princess of kingdom of alderac dreams of traveling the world a dangerous dream in a land where monsters roam the countryside as they please and humans live behind leave live behind high strong walls so like attack on time <laughs> but when a chance meeting with traveler mikoto gives hope to her dream she he shatters it Soon after, as he reveals himself to be none other than Momotaro, ruthless demon slayer. Though horrified by the gore Momotaro leaves behind, Satrian is convinced more than ever that she needs to learn about the world beyond her walls and journeys out, following the steps of the mysterious, charismatic, terrifying boy she met that day. Yeah, dude, the the main character uh, is pretty cute. There's also this weird bunny chick, and it's kind of funny, like an actual bunny, not like a girl with bunny ears, but, uh, there's also a character just named dog or Inu and it's just a dog. So, I mean, I don't really need to watch the show to know it's a 10 out of 10 because dog face Johnson's. So there you go. Actually, this one does look kind of cute. Uh, I kind of, I, I kind of am curious to see, um, how this one turns out. I, I do like the character designs a lot. Uh, the main character has big Bob, uh, and that's, you know, that's important to some people, like Sen and Trisha. Uh, Netflix reveals more staff for Make My Day anime films and more Netflix news. Um, I, it doesn't say a release date, but they announced this in February of 2020. Studio 5C, or Studio 5 Inc., sorry. Um, on a cold planet of ice and snow, mysterious creatures suddenly have appeared from the dark underground 
and have begun to attack the inhabitants. Can humanity survive the terror lurking beyond the horizon? Yeah, it's supposed to be like some fucking space creepy shit. Um, Netflix, more Netflix news. Here we go. Reveals more staff for Bright Samurai Soul. So I don't know if you guys remember that Netflix movie called Bright that came out and it, it takes place like in the modern world, but where like fantastical creatures inhabit it as well. And so there's like orcs and fairies and shit. And Will Smith is like a cop and he gets a new partner and that partner's a fucking orc. And everyone's like super racist towards orcs or whatever. That's like they're making an anime of it. And uh, it takes place, you know, in the Jap- Japanese feudal times. Izo, Aronin, and Raiden, an orc, work to bring a young elf girl the- and the wand she carries to the land of the elves in the north. So yeah, it's literally... It's literally the plot of the original movie, except I don't think it was a wand. But, uh, yeah, it's still going to be starring, uh, oh, never mind. No, yeah, Will Smith and Joel Egerton, they were on the, the previous. 3D CG animation studio Erect is animating the film. I'm trying to say Erect, Erect. I didn't want to say Erect because then I would have thought of Erection right away, which I already did, and now I've ruined everyone's day. And now you're all going to be thinking about boners the rest of the day, and that's going to be hilarious to me. Wonder Egg Priority Anime Special Edition to be uh, one hour long in about a couple more weeks. June 29th, uh, Cloverworks original television anime Wonder Egg Priority revealed on Friday that the anime special edition, the June 29th 29th broadcast, that will serve as the continuation of the anime's 12th and final episode, as well as the overall story ending, will be one hour long. Yes, I am so excited for this. Um, If you haven't seen Wonder Egg Priority, now would be the time to fucking watch it. It's... I love it. It's so good. Um, Kenji Kamiya to direct the Lord of the Rings, the War of Raharim feature film. Yes, I'm, I'm telling you, this is going to be an anime. The Lord of the Rings anime. Warner Brothers Animation and New Land Cinema announced on Thursday that Kenji Kamiyama, um, who did Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, Blade Runner, Black Lotus, and Eden of the East, will direct the feature film, The Lord of the Rings, The War of Raharim. Um, and that's exactly for you know what it sounds like is it's depicting the war of Raharim and uh, the legendary battle that helped shape Middle Earth and set the stage for the Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, dude, uh, the King of Rohan, Helm Hammerhand, is the main character. So pretty sweet. I'm excited to see that, and because it's a Warner Brothers film and New Line Cinema, and most likely will premiere on HBO Max or something like that. Um, but that's pretty sweet. Shachiku-san wo yojo yurei ni ayaseratai manga gets anime. Um, in the July issue with Square Enix's Shonen Gangan uh, magazine, they revealed on Friday that Imari Arita is getting an anime. Uh, it means the company slave wants to be healed by a little ghost girl, is what the title translates. The story follows the daily life of Fushihara, a woman who is a slave to her company, and a Yurei, the ghost girl who wants to help her. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of cute. The little girl, the little ghost girl, and I don't know, probably going to be some hijinks and some hilarity. I don't know, it looks really cute, though, so we'll see. Uh, Here's some more Netflix. Netflix launches final series in Transformers War for Cybertron trilogy on July 29th. I still have not seen any of these movies, um, but I am not as big a Transformers fan as 
other people. That's for sure. Um, I used to love reading the comics a lot. Um, I have I have one of them. I have a couple of them that my brother gave me. But yeah, if any of you have seen War for Cybertron trilogy movies, let me know. Tell me how they are. Uh, Isekai Museum featuring ReZero, Overlord, Konosuba, Saga of Tiny the Evil launches free online exhibit. See, normally I don't tell you guys about these these uh, anime museums because they're always like, oh, it's in Japan and it's whatever. And it's like, you know, how many how many of my listeners live in Japan, which is, I think, the last time I checked, it was like less than 1%. But, you know, um, this is an online free exhibit that you can go to. And it's, like I said, it features things... Um, Let's see. June 5th is Overlord, so that's already passed, obviously. June 12th is Konosuba, so when you listen to this today. June 19th is ReZero. June 26th, Saga Tanya of the Evil. And July 3rd is a secret room, which they're not revealing yet. Almost the entirety of the exhibit will be compromised of photo spots, including statues of Ainz, Amelia, and Subaru. It will also display Tanya's military uniform and magic tools. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, check that out. I think, um, let's see. Check the official website. I'm going to click this link for y'all right here. Okay, look, that's what you do. You just type in isekai-museum.jp, and it'll bring you to the website. And I think there's a way the way to change it to English. Well, you, I mean, your Google Translate could probably do it too. But, um, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. Uh, new Netflix anime. Oh, no. This is Eden Zero. Okay. That's coming out August 26th. So for those of you who have been watching it other ways, ahem, 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 it's coming out August 26th, and it'll be, uh, I think it'll be all of all of the episodes, obviously. So, yeah. Uh, anime based on Ubisoft's Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, announced for Netflix. That's right. More Netflix. More Budflix. For those of you who are into Far Cry, um, yeah, there you go. I mean, anime of anime adaptations of American game properties, I think, is always a cool idea. Uh, I would be interested to see if they ever venture into things that you know are cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate mainstream games, man. I, I always, I'm always a hater of mainstream games. I'm hipster as fuck, but like. I don't know. Like, what's a good example? I would love to see a Warcraft anime, like an actual, like, that'd be sweet. Like, if they did um, the the Reign of Chaos and Frozen Throne arc, you know, like in based on the the Warcraft three, that'd be sick. Um, Netflix to exclusively stream Gundam Hathaway anime film. Netflix announced on Thursday during its Geeked Week live stream that it will exclusively stream the Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway. Uh, dude, and that's going to happen July 1st. So I'm excited for that. I've been excited for this. I feel like I've been talking about this on my newscast for the last 15 years. And it's like the next, like, I think it's the next big Gundam thing, honestly. Like, they, they've they been working on other shows, you know, these past however many years. Don't get me wrong. But, like, they've been hyping this one like some shit. Uh, new Shaman King anime is going to be streaming on Netflix August 9th. So there's your way to watch it right there as well. Um, I'm excited for that. That's going to be sick. I want to watch the new Shaman King. Um, oops, we already talked about that. Uh, Australia, New Zealand anime streaming service Anime Lab rebrands as Funimation. 
All right, yay, moving on. I don't, I don't know about that. Magia record, Poya Magia Madoka Magica side story. Second season happens this summer, so here's some more summer hype for you. If you were watching uh, uh, Madoka Majok side story, then uh, the second season is coming out this summer. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen manga goes on hiatus due to author's poor health. So I was uh, peeping Project Manga the other day, and they were talking about it. And apparently... Apparently, Shuisha, like, has been asking probably every other week or every month, uh, they've been asking Gege Akutami, hey, you want to take a break this week? You want to, you know, finish out this chapter and then take a break? Like, do you want to go on vacation? You got, you know, and he's just been saying no. (laughs) He's just like, no. And uh, I can't remember too many times where... Jujutsu Kaisen took a week break. I think there was like probably one or two times in this whole time I've been reading it where it actually was just like it didn't one chapter didn't come out for a week and then whatever, which is common. You know, they take week breaks all the time. But like I'm pretty sure I've barely seen it happen with Jujutsu Kaisen. I've been reading it weekly for, you know I think I've been reading it weekly since like there was only like like 80 or no, like there was almost Whatever the Shibuya incident is, I think. Or no, right before the Shibuya incident, probably. And, yeah, it, it, he. so I guess I guess he's just been working crazy, and then they said something about his poor health, um, and they want him to sufficiently recover, and a new chapter will appear on June 14th. So we'll still get a chapter this weekend, but then he'll be going on a, a break for a month. He hasn't really described what his poor health was, but it's just kind of like I imagine, and you know, he's not even that old. You know, he's not an old guy. He's a young guy. And it's just like, just take the break, man, you know. Um, Ace of Diamond manga takes two-month break so author can do research. Uh, Yuji Tadajima's Ace of Diamond manga will take a two-month break so the author can do research. Uh, some of these mangaka, man, they're crazy. They just are like... They go hard in the research, and I just, like, appreciate that so much. They just want to be able to tell a story as authentically as possible, and I think that's really cool. Um, Muyo and Roji's Bureau of Supernatural Investigation. First season, English dub launches on Funimation. Uh, The anime premiered in 2018. Uh, I didn't watch this one. Did we watch this one? The entire 12-episode season dubbed is available now. On Funi. Wow. I've never... When a demonic wraith terrorizes the innocent and executors required, Muyo and his apprentice Roji investigate these spiritual cases while dispensing justice to supernatural offenders. When it comes to casting on spirits, they are the law. They are the law, dude. How come I didn't hear about this one? Wow, we're bad at podcasting, you guys. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that one. Um, Heritage Auctions holds first major auction for anime art on June 25th to the 27th. Heritage Auctions will hold its first auction for anime cells and backgrounds. Kai, listen up. Uh, from June 25th to 27th, the Art of Anime and Everything Cool auction will include 928 lots. It will be the first auction held by a major U.S. auction house to focus on anime art materials. The auction will feature selections from the Glad Anime Museum Collection, creator by photo- and photographer and film producer Mike Glad. His collection of over 300 pieces is the result of 33 years of work and has been featured in museums around the world. 
including the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences in Los Angeles. Uh, Osama Tezuka's Astro Boy, Ghibli Films, and Akira are among the major works represented. That is... That is fucking crazy. Um, worldwide bidding will be available on Heritage Auctions' website during the auction dates, which again is June 25th to 27th. Yeah, going to these auction houses and things like that is fun, um, but I... I it's this is one of those things where you know some hoity-toity high-end rich bitches are going to be there so if you're ever just a regular person and you got a little extra money to spend you got to bring all your extra money like you're going to be probably you got to be prepared to spend a shit ton of money because anybody who goes to an auction house knows what they're bidding on they know the rarity of things and whatever so i don't know but could be fun could be fun even to just like Go on the website and see what's up, you know. Uh, Dungeon of Black Company anime's third promo video reveals ending theme. Premieres this summer. Kinji, who lacks any kind of work ethic, is a layabout in his modern life. One day, he gets isekai into uh, a grand fantasy of a hero welcomed with open arms. He's immediately shoved into a terrible job, now enslaved by an evil mining company in a fantasy world. Kinji's about to really learn the meaning of hard work. God, that's dumb. So dumb. Uh... Zack Snyder indicates interest in making films based on anime. Uh, he said, if the circumstances were right, he would love to make a movie based on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, God, please don't. Just don't. I know it's Zack Snyder. I love Zack Snyder. He could probably pull something off, but maybe not Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Clamp streams Animal Crossing on their official YouTube channel. Uh, that's pretty funny. I guess they went Dream Island hopping or something. I always like seeing, like, Japanese companies, anime companies do Animal Crossing things. Uh, Final Evangelion film gets new 3.0 plus 1.01 update for last theater run. The official website for Evangelion 3.0 Thrice Upon a Time uh, revealed on Monday that the film will have a new Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01 version. The new version will contain minor revisions to some animation sequences, but will not change the film's story. The new version will be screening in theaters in Japan on Saturday, uh, June 12th, for the film's last run. God, I just want to watch it already. I've been holding in my butt for so long. Um, Spy X Family, Remina, I Had That Same Dream Again, more nominated for Eisner Awards. That's pretty sweet. The following manga were nominated in the best U.S. edition of International Material. Um, Asia category had that same dream again um, by Yoru, Yoru Sumino. Yukari Takanami's I Wish I Could Say Thank You. Uh, Jiro Taniguchi's A Journal of My Father. Uh, Tayo Matsumoto's Ping Pong. Um, Junji Ito's Remina. And Tatsuya and the Spy X Family. Uh, which I believe they read Remina and Spy X Family in Manga Book Club. So you should join the Discord to join Manga Book Club. In this year's newly added Best Graphic Memoir category, the awards nominated I Don't Know How to Give Birth by Ami, Ayami Kazuma, um, Usagi Yojimbo was nominated in the Best Continuing Series and Best Lettering. Uh, if you've never heard of Usagi Yojimbo, you need to get a hobby. You need to get out more. Uh, and a big piece of news, finally at the end here, Netflix's live-action Cowboy Bebop show premieres in the fall 
with Yoko Kano as the composer. That's right. Yoko Kano as the composer. Super dope. Super cool. They did a little teaser, and the little teaser was like they put the song Tank in it, and it was just like they used the actors' faces um, as they're sitting there just chilling. Um, again, we have uh, Jeff Stoltz as Jet's ex- or Jeff Stoltz as Commerce, which is Jet's ex-partner. Tamara Tooney as Anna. Uh, Mason Alexander Park as Gren. Rachel House as Mao. Anne Truong as Sheen. And uh, Hoa Juande as Lin. And then John Cho as Spike. Mustafa Shakir as Jet. Daniela Panetta as Faye. Alex Hassel as Vicious. And uh, Elena Satin as Julia. Um, a lot of people were kind of talking about Ayn, and I have no idea. I, I literally, I, or not Ayn, but Ed, Radical Edward. I really have no idea. Um, I've not seen anything about Ed, and I'm, I'm wondering why. I don't know. Maybe they're just not going to put Ed in it. But, uh, I do know that there is Ayn, and they have an actual corgi for that, because that's, that's going to be sweet. Uh, but anyway... There you go. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I love you guys very much. Thanks for listening every week. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you at FujuCon if you're there right now. But, yeah, love you guys. Thank you. I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.